and I got the newsfeed eradicator. Love that thing. Which it de- it just deletes the part of Facebook <laughs> that makes you want to look at Facebook, which, which is, is that the, feed, which is the constant drip feed of people's baby pictures uh-huh. or whatever. I have the a hell, different right? strategy, that, but that's similar. Since now they let you unfollow and hide people, I just unfollow and hide everybody. Scotch. <laughs> 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 Hey everybody, welcome to episode 141 of Coffee with Butterscotch, the game dev comedy podcast of Butterscotch shenanigans. I'm Seth and I'm the games programmer. I'm Adam and I'm the reader of documentation. I'm Sam and I have a kind of pointy beard. A cat a pointy? He's got a cat a point. This is a show where we talk about <laughs> life, business, and working in the games industry. Today is March Dozen, 2018. <laughs> nice. Before we get started, we have a warning. Anything could happen in this show. There's going to be profanity and we to talk about adult-themed topics. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like business. So if you're a child, you know, then get your face on out of here. And your ears, especially. Yep. The ear part of the face. Yep. All right. In the news this past week, what happened, brothers? I don't know. You have the bullet point. I've got the bullet list. <laughs> this is a bit of a rhetorical question. <laughs> just kind of throwing it out there into the ether to see what comes yeah. back. Just in, in case one of us remembered a thing. It's kind happened. of a Not question. It's kind of a question boomerang. You know, I'm throwing it out there, but I got to be the one to, to catch, yeah, it. catch it. Yeah. Uh, we'll just get hit by it very painfully. It's, it's rough. All right. So first of all, Level Head. It's the game that we're working on. Mm-hmm. It's looking good. We hired Eric Hibbler, who does the box art mm-hmm. for our, well, everything. Yeah. Uh, to do the backgrounds. Yeah. So we have these parallax scrolling backgrounds and we've been trying to use Inkscape to make them. Not, not, uh, that's not its purpose. So the the difficulty is that you can't do texture super easily in Inkscape. Inkscape is vector. Yeah, it's all vector. So if you want to have, for example, like a bunch of what looks like a leaf texture, which is actually usually in Photoshop, you'll use a brush and a brush is basically just a print of say a bunch of leaves. Then you just kind of smear it all over there. And then you got a bunch of little leaves, right? But in Inkscape, if you're like, do that, I did art. Yeah. In Inkscape, if you want to do that, you, well, you can do it kind of. I figured out how to mimic it a little bit with the cloning tool, but it's really But then you end up with 4 billion nodes yeah. because, exactly. and then the your whole computer huge, shits whole the can't zoom in, can't zoom out, uh, can't pan. And on top of that, you know, I've been, I've been diving deep into the, into the art side of things lately. And the problem is that art is a gigantic well of stuff to fall into. One of those is composition and backgrounds. It's almost um, as if art is sort of like a discipline that you have to learn. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> almost, well it's a collection of It's as if it's a collection. Yeah. It's, almost like, it's almost like that. Yeah. It's, like game it's dance, almost like right? no one person, even if they call themselves an artist and is good at the art that they do, knows how to do all kinds of all art. All of the right? art. So uh, I was basically look, staring down the barrel of it, and Seth and I had a, had a good conversation, and Adam hopped in and was like, you know what, maybe we should outsource contract out just the backgrounds because you got enough on your plate with learning how to do art effectively when it comes to animation and these character designs and then the environmental tile sets well, let's just take that off the plate. Yeah. Focus, so on the, focus on the game, <laughs> the technical game assets. Mm-hmm. We'll have somebody who can paint do yeah. the, the painterly background. The thing is we know like the one thing I've always wanted our games to be able to induce is that feeling of awe that you get from playing some games where you like boot it up or you see a particular scene and there's just there's enough happening where you're just like, whoa. You're just like, what is going on over and there? So, and I think we've already hit it with the stuff we've gotten so put in, in the last week good. with Hitler's work. Um, where, yeah, you're going to boot it up and you hit play and then you go, whoa. Exactly. And actually, not even that. You're going to boot it up and then already go, whoa. Yeah, because yeah, that splash screen is just so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm really excited about that because it, it lets me, you know, it frees me up a bunch to not have to worry so much. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, we... In, in our studio, you know, we digest a lot of news. We read a lot of sort of industry stuff. Mm-hmm. And one thing that keeps happening is this whole uh, cryptocurrency blockchain, blockchain mm-hmm. thing just keeps coming up mm-hmm. everywhere we look. Mm-hmm. And we're just having a hard time sort of making sense of all of it, yep. you know. And so as appears to be most people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we found sort of a shortcut, a way to, you know, to just kind of more easily parse mm-hmm. all these articles. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Chrome extension called Word Replacer. And it's sort of, if, if you've heard of the cloud to butt extension, mm-hmm. where it replaced the word cloud yep. <laughs> with the word butt all over your internet. Mm-hmm. All over your internet. Or the <laughs> millennials to snake people. Snake people. Yep. That's uh-huh. another good one. Uh, so this Word Replacer, you can just do any of that. On your own terms. Mm-hmm. So we replaced 
uh, blockchain with nonsense mm -hmm. and cryptocurrency with monopoly money. Yep. And then all of a sudden, all these articles made a lot more sense. Yeah. Uh, it's very fun. Where people are now using nonsense technology to produce their own monopoly money. Mm -hmm. And they think that this is going to really make them take off. Yeah, so, it's, it's really added a bunch of clarity to it. You know, I've been scrolling through articles. I'm like, oh, this isn't important. Oh, this, this is, is nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd recommend it, you know. It's good for a laugh, especially if you forget that it's on because you're like, what? what? <laughs> now, <laughs> to be clear, getting into to Monopoly, be clear blockchain is a fantastic tool. Oh, yeah. It is not. It's not actually it's nonsense not, technology. Right. But people are using it for nonsense, yeah. so yeah. it might as well be. It's, I mean, it's the same thing as when, when the dot-com bubble happened, I think, is what we're looking at. Pets.com. Yeah, it's the whole thing where, like, things that didn't need to be put on the internet, everyone's just doing that um, because there was money involved. So right. that's basically where blockchain is. We've been enjoying watching it. Of course, we're in the Midwest, so we get to watch the money flow into Silicon Valley, where all this is happening, and just sort of enjoy well, the fact there's yeah. going to be a huge fallout at some point. We're mostly yeah. just laughing because blockchain's been around for quite a while now. And isn't it just kind of a weird coincidence that the the minute Bitcoin hits twenty thousand dollars, all of a sudden blockchain is the next big technology, uh, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's a little bit suspicious. Mm -hmm. right. Apparently, nobody believed in it until that random thing happened. Mm -hmm. um, so that should that should say something about this, anyways. Not so yeah, word replacer, get it. It'll, Have some laughs. It'll it'll help you kind of make sense of the world. Yeah, we should actually come up with a, a list of all the key replacements a person can make to make the internet more, a readable. more understandable, readable place. Mm. So that, that could be a fun mm -hmm. blog project once the new We should also, up. one thing that I did to make the internet a more readable place is I went to my router and I blocked Reddit at the router level. Yep. That's good. Yeah. Just so stop now, you from falling into that hole. Yeah. Uh, so that, you know, if I'm looking up information on stuff... And then it's like, well, here's this bunch of a bunch of dinkuses talking about it on Reddit. I'm like, I don't need to go there, uh, even though it technically matches my keywords because it's probably it might wrong. have good information, but that's it not the won't. point. <laughs> it, it won't. <laughs> well, the, the point is more that it's that it's a trap. Yeah, you it's a trap. Like, well, I'll just I'll go check. We should also block though. I mean, though we don't go there, but we should also block the Steam forums. Mm. Just, just on principle. Just on principle. On principle. <laughs> just, to, just to make sure <laughs> just to we can't get that. Just to double down. Do you think Steam yeah. can tell? Can they look and be like, oh, oh man, <laughs> there's this one house oh. in St. Louis. It's just, a black hole. It just turned us off. Good. Yeah. Let it let it be known. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I wonder if they're ever going to do anything about their forums. Maybe they already have. I guess we haven't gone in there. Who know. knows? I don't know. Yeah. The big kicker with those is that that there's always a default forum. Yep. That you cannot decide the permissions on, and that anybody can post in, even if they haven't bought your game. Yeah. So that's the one. You that's... just you don't get to gate your your community. Mm -hmm. You don't get to decide who gets to be there. And you so. can only pin something like three messages, so you can't just fill up the front page with pins, which is what I wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> we we, we came tried. Up with we tried strategies that. for <laughs> taking that thing down. Yeah. Didn't work. Um, otherwise, industry news. It was Mario Day, March ten. M-A-R-1-0, which looks like the word Mario. It's kind of like, may the fourth be with you. Right? Or great teen. Or great teen. That's true. We got right. this whole year. We just lost that we, Yeah, we got the year. So, so Although there's Day, a problem, which is once the year's done, we ran out of, it doesn't repeat. Uh, yeah, we'll have to, <laughs> we'll have to figure 19 out. 21 know. great teen, maybe, when that comes around. <laughs> and at that point, who who gives a shit yep. because we're dead? Yep, so, that's a long time from now. But yeah, yeah so I mean- Nintendo being able to be like, hey, it's Mario Day. And then Google Maps, I believe, they work together to turn cars into like Mario Karts or something. Now you can drive a Mario Kart you can drive one? on the maps. Supposedly. I, I, I haven't I know seen they did this that, on my device They did yet. that with Pac-Man at some point. Okay. You, could, you could turn your map into a Pac-Man level, right. which was very confusing. But here's the thing. Like, very <laughs> Pac-Man is such an old IP that it's like, who cares, right? It's just yeah. kind of like a cool video game oh, they're still they're still putting pac-man in stuff there was i saw it's so iconic you know I, it is but it's the worst fucking character in the universe because when it's they a yellow circle but, well i mean <laughs> or they, is it the best the thing is they would be okay if it was just a yellow circle just like it is in the game you know but they've they've you know they've box arted him and he's just he's a, just a, a sphere now he's, he's just a, a yellow sphere with a weird mouth <laughs> yeah, he looks like the m&m candy he looks like a job you know? to me you that's know? true yeah but i, I saw something his mouth and it's like the same <laughs> got layers like a huge jawbreaker. Yeah, but there was some IP where where Sonic and Pac Man were both in it, 
Mm. I can't. I just saw this a few weeks ago. I, I can't remember what it was, but I just I was looking the, at the, the level picture. of fidelity is a little bit it off so between weird. the two. Well, the, but they both actually looked the same because they had made you know you know rendered 3D versions of both. Of was them. it like a Ren and Stimpy situation on Pac Man where you could see like his veins, <laughs> see, his see. weird <laughs> face? I mean, then it would have been. I, interesting. I bet that is out there on the internet. Yeah, somewhere. I don't want to. A, a, a photo realistic version of Pac Man is that the <laughs> is that that realistic version of Pac Man doesn't take into account the key feature of Pac Man, which is that he's mostly a mouth. Yes. Instead, they make him a circle and then have like kind of, kind of a face on it. You know, like mm-hmm. a more smiley face style thing mm-hmm. instead of having literally just. Half of his head, just his whole body be a gaping maw, which would be more appropriate. Very horrifying. It would be. Yeah. Way worse than Slender Man. Um, (laughs) So what's going on with Nintendo Direct? Something happened. Well, so I mean, I just want to talk about it generally. So Nintendo tends to do a good job of, you know, reaching out to their people. Which people? There. There. There's. That's exactly my point. They got those people. Oh, they're fans. Okay, gotcha. So Nintendo Direct, they do, I think it's like once a quarter or something like that, Um, which essentially it's just like their own E3, you know? They just said, instead of having to care so much about this one time to announce all this stuff, they just do these quarterly things where they talk about what's going on or they, they do these big announcements and stuff. So they announced, I think, uh, Super Smash Brothers coming to the Switch. Oh, yeah. Yep. Splatoon 2, a bunch of other cool stuff. Um, a new Super Smash Brothers or is it a... I think everyone's trying to figure it out. No, it's unclear. I guess okay. it's new because why not? It's on Switch. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks really cool. But the, the whole point there is that, you know, we talk a lot about the value as a game dev or really as any creative person of making actual direct contact, unfiltered direct contact with your fans. Um, and it's interesting because platforms like, I mean, Steam, Google Play, iTunes, all that stuff, a lot of them do tout, you know, you can you can interface directly with your fans through the review system, whatever else, but you still don't get, like they have those email addresses you don't, right? Which is the whole reason why we built our Bootscotch ID system is so we could do what essentially is our own direct method, which is mm-hmm. these email newsletters, the Ballyhoo that went out recently. Um, Nintendo, of course, is able to take it one step further because they have this massive fan base and a good chunk of money. So and they can do these videos. Resources. Yeah, so they do these awesome videos. And then what they've done in there too is that, you know, the the company owners, like the CEOs and, and the designers and stuff have become their own little characters, sort of, I think they have Muppets. They have like little puppets for them. So it's just this really fun, like goofy thing that they get to put together. And it goes directly to, to the fans and everyone gets super excited about it. And then there's news for like two or three days where everyone's sort of digesting the stuff. So they get to take over. It's just ridiculous. And so, on Mario Day. Yeah, on Mario Day. And so I saw someone posted like, oh, Nintendo won E3 already. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. They didn't even have to go. go. Well, I think it's go. interesting because Nintendo, it, it used to be the case that, that, that Nintendo was competing directly with Xbox and mm-hmm. PlayStation and then all the older consoles that existed Basically in the that. 90s. Basically the 90s and early 2000s. Uh, where they were in direct competition because everyone's hardware was kind of the same. Yep, and they were crap. they were actually competing on hardware and graphics and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, Nintendo just stopped. Nintendo said, can we not? Yeah, they just mm-hmm. stopped competing on on hardware. I mean, they did weird, interesting things with hardware, but but to create their own market entirely. Yeah. And so they just did their own stuff. And, and as a consequence, they kind of, they just became a separate market. Yeah. And so I can I can completely see how they don't need something like E3 anymore because E3 that's to is to where compete. you go to compete. E3 so that, is where you, AAA titles. E3 is just where you go and you're like, look at the pores. Yeah, look how much money dog. we've put into this. <laughs> we have made photorealistic dog pores. And the crazy year. thing from reading Blood, Sweat, and Pixels is realizing that so much of those E3 demos is just the smoke and mirrors yeah. stuff, right? That's, yeah, it's not even going to be in the game. Most at all. of it gets thrown out, and also the teams crunch for like six months to build They've stuff got, for E3, yeah. and then they just throw it away. And yep. continue working on the game. So it's like built in, well, I guess it's probably not built into the budget if they're crunching on it. So it just no, seems it's like never a, built into the budget. Well, I'm wondering, you know, <laughs> uh, to what degree other people might, you know, start trying to do this. Cause of course, once there's someone doing it, everyone's going to start yeah. kind of, well, I think, degree, so. I think Nintendo is the only player in that, in that tier who can get away with it. Cause I don't, I don't think Sony mm-hmm. can do it. So, I mean, Sony does have its own thing. I right? think Blizzard could, could get away with this. Yeah. Blizzard, well, they, does, have, they, they have BlizzCon. Yeah. They already do. Cause they, they also don't compete. I mean, it's the same deal. They they have their, they've created their own market that's separate from mm-hmm. the rest uh, because they're independent of the consoles and all that. Um, and they actually, I mean, they they put their games on most of the consoles now too. Uh, not all. I guess WoW's probably still on the PC, isn't it? PC Mac, yeah, but PC that's Mac, it. Yeah. It, yeah. it. You know, you need forty buttons to play it, so it's <laughs> yeah, it requires no, something. <laughs> no way to do that. Yeah, but I, yeah, I think it, it's just interesting because I think the AAA, the major AAA studios, still have to compete at something yeah. like E3 to get attention, but also they have to do it on behalf of the platforms that they're beholden to, because there's still so many exclusive titles mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Uh, and of course those platforms are, are competing to try to capture mind shares that people will actually buy their hardware and not the other one. Yeah, because- so when, when do you think it'll be, do you think it'll happen that 
because now it's just Sony, Sony and Microsoft now just sort of like at each other's throats for mm-hmm. each generation yep. of consoles. Do you think these companies will reach a point where one of them says enough is enough? We're going to try to do something totally different from what the other two are now. Well, doing. the problem is yeah. it would have to be Microsoft doing it. And we all know what happens when Microsoft tries to do things differently. You get Windows Emmy. You get, you get, <laughs> you get weird stuff or, or Internet Explorer. Well, right? but the same thing with Nintendo, right? So, like, we, people joke about how Microsoft, every other operating system they make is a shit piece, right? Mm-hmm. And then Nintendo had the, had the Wii they, U. They also have shit pieces. You know? And, and that's that's sort of the that's the, the risk, risk of innovation. Yeah, right? you're like, you I'm going to try something totally new that nobody's ever done before. And you... You know, you can't really do good focus groups with it and yeah. try to, you know, work it in the market. Well, I mean, think about it, like the Nintendo Labo thing, their, their cardboard box thing that you buy cardboard now from Nintendo and hook it up to your <laughs> right. Switch, right? I mean, just, I'm, the thing is, I'm looking at it now that they put it together. I'm like, that actually looks, if I was a kid, I'd be like yeah. all over yeah. that shit. Yeah, and it's for but kids. If I was if I was trying to pitch that to someone as yeah. an adult. It's amazing adult, that made it through. Yeah, and I was like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to die cut a bunch of cardboard. And then you put your controller in. We're going to sell that it. cardboard for $30. Yeah. It'd be amazing. And the, be- the best comment I ever saw about the Nintendo Labo thing was somebody just said, this is the most Nintendo thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, and it'll work. Yeah. But I, I mean, and this, this is something that, so I was working on my uh, GDC talk over the weekend about game design and stuff. And we have this saying in the studio that I've worked into my talk as well, which is just that there's no such thing as a good idea. Mm-hmm. Right. Because an idea is just nothing. You just thought of it and you throw it out there. You have no skin in the game, right? Uh, but it all comes down to the execution of it. Mm-hmm. And so maybe the Wii U could have been fantastic with some slight iterations or different marketing or right. whatever. Or different, e- different titles even. Different titles. Yeah. And even, yeah. even, you know, something like the Nintendo Labo. I mean, fuck, if, if Sony did it. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, right? That's why we're all laughing about it, right? It's like, yeah. probably not going to work right. out. Because, Sorry, because yeah. Nintendo has the audacity to own it, yeah. right? And they and they know sort of what they're- They're proud of their cardboard. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. And so, so it really just comes down to sort of how you wear it. It comes down to mm-hmm. the delivery of it, mm-hmm. how you frame it, and then just, of course, the quality of the thing itself. Um, but that could have been a terrible idea. Depending on whose idea oh, yeah. it was. Well, so, I mean, <laughs> speaking of the of Titans sort of clashing over stupid stuff, uh, Fortnite announced that they're coming to mobile. Mm-hmm. So yep. Fortnite, which is which is basically overtaking PUBG in terms of, uh, I believe, in terms of concurrent users, or at least matched it. Yes, because um, it's free. Also it's free. Yeah, and it looks better. Yeah, well, just well, it's, just, it's generally more fun. <laughs> um, but it's it's coming to Android and iOS devices. And the best part, and we've always talked about crossplay being you know an important thing because gamers don't give a crap if. They don't care about the platform disputes. They just want to play with their buds. So it's coming to mobile. So I don't know how they're doing this, but kudos to them for kicking ass. So (laughs) it's it's an optimization nightmare. It's in like a quarter. Very, very soon. It's going to be on a free-to-play mobile. I'm going to pick that up. (laughs) I just want to see how well it plays. So here's the crazy thing. So we'd be able to do the thing we always talk about, we always want to do, where... Say Seth's playing on his PC. I can whip out my Android device. Maybe Adam grabs the studio iPad. And we can all play together. Mm-hmm. Unless, Unless one of us is on a PlayStation. So here's the thing. <laughs> so again, these stupid disputes that are going on. And, and PlayStation has been notorious for this for a long time. Um, but they won't let PlayStation users and Xbox users play on the same uh, game. Yeah. So yeah. even though these are game, this is a hundred person match. Uh, Fortnite is now splitting the audience. So it'll be, it'll be a group of iOS, Android, uh, PC, and Xbox people. And then a group, a separate group, that cannot interact of iOS, Android, PC, and PlayStation people. Because apparently they don't get to get along because Sony doesn't want to do this cross yeah. stuff. So when you're playing on PC, you may have PlayStation people in your game or you may have Xbox people in your game. But never but both. Never both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I just, I still what? can't imagine how these matches are being made. Yeah, talk so about crazy. an annoying matchmaking algorithm problem. Yeah. Yeah, and this this is one of those bullshit things that mm-hmm. it helps literally no one. It doesn't even help Sony. No, it's going to slow down your matchmaking. Yeah, I mean, if if, any, if anything this if anything this turns customers off of buying a Sony product in the future, like this this is such a clear sort of short term, like we got to maximize our quarterly earnings bullshit kind of yep. a thing that you see from these huge companies where uh, we need to take these anti competitive practices to try to shut down our our competition, which is Xbox. It's right? crazy to me though, because it's it's not a it's not a win. Nobody you wins. Know what I mean, like it's yeah. not a win. And and it's even the case that um, 
you know, I, I can't go into a lot of specifics, but there was a time when we were working on trying to figure out what to do with Crashlands, mm-hmm. put it onto consoles. Um, and we were considering all the different platforms and Sony just lost out every single time because we were looking at these kinds of things. Yeah, they would, and we're just they like, play ball with our cross-platform stuff, yeah. basically. Yeah, well, to me, the crazy one, because we, you know, we were looking at it for Crashlands, which isn't even multiplayer, so we didn't have to deal with cross-play. But with the Beast Catch ID stuff, they would let us do it under this you know, huge suite of mm-hmm. conditions. Um, but the one that I'm pretty sure we're completely fine to talk about yeah, fine. is how they handle achievements. Because yeah. achievements are super important to them for some reason. Uh, and, and I think it has to do with this whole cross-play thing. Cause I was trying to figure out the rationale behind it. Cause I was like, are they worried about cheating? You know, but I, I'm pretty sure it's, it's just linked. the same yeah. worry. And so we, so, so we have, so, so Beast Catcher D carries with it all of our perks, which we've also made synonymous on, on a per platform basis with achievements for that platform. So mm-hmm. now you can unlock something in the game and then unlock the corresponding achievement on Steam and Google play or whatever. Right. So our plan was just to do the same thing on PlayStation if we went there. Uh, but we were told we would have to come up with a completely new set of achievements, even though our achievements covered things like beat the bosses, beat the yeah, game. Like, what is that? Yeah. That, would be, that would be PlayStation only achievements. Yes. That would be PlayStation only achievements that people couldn't make progress towards. So, so I was like, and what? they so can't, and, you, and they can't, we can't have anything linked together. So right. if you, so if you played on PC or something like that, earned some achievements and then you logged in on your PlayStation, mm-hmm. we couldn't sync those. Yep. And so, yeah, so let's say you do a playthrough of Crashlands, you're, you know, you're coming back and forth. And so you beat a boss on PC and then you move over to PlayStation. Well, now you can't go unlock that achievement unless you yeah. replay the game again and beat that boss. Yeah. And so, so this is how, this is what Sony's doing for this anti, anti-competitive practices, like just to be against other platforms. It was so weird though. Cause when we talked about it, we but were it like, does, it's not good, good for anybody. It's not good for you or your player yeah. base. And we spent so much time internally and this, and this is kind of that, like, where did the last two years go kind yep. of thing? Like this, this is the kind of stuff that we had to spend it on. <laughs> Yeah. Um, just trying to figure out like, okay, given that these are the constraints, is there a way that we can make this work in a way that isn't just terrible for us to implement, terrible for our players, right. terrible for literally everybody? And the answer is no, there's no way to do it well. Yeah. So yeah, we did a lot of thinking about it. Yeah. There's not a good angle. No, <laughs> no. It, it just, it, yeah, this, this, this kind of douchebaggy business stance. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. It, yeah, it just, is. it just puts everybody into it. But a I'm also position. aggravated by, by what Fortnite did. Because, because they've publicly, they've done the, you know, the quote unquote brave thing of publicly stating, yeah, we really wish that PlayStation would stop doing this, right? Mm-hmm. But they still but launch they, on but it. But they still launch on it. Because yeah. what they could have done with, with as much power as they have, they could have just said, we're not going to launch on PlayStation yeah, until, until they allow for us to do crossplay. Because and the fact is, it's fucking crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm imagining being on their dev team on the, the network side setting up this matchmaking stuff. Oh, yeah. I would be, yeah, because would be we live it. Yeah. <laughs> because the thing is the game it, and has made an unreal engine. And so, yeah. so the, the code base, you know, it just, they, it port, just they, they port it. Yeah. And so, so they have to, they don't have to do extra work to allow for PlayStation to sort of be yeah. on the network. They have to do extra work to exclude PlayStation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, it, and Cause by default ma- it would just work. And, and it yeah. did. There's some weekend where they pushed out an update that didn't have that right. switch. Turned but here's on the something. problem though, of course, is that, Epic is not just one game as a company, right? Yeah. They have many. So then you want to talk about like, you know, punching the hand that feeds you. Sort yeah, of exactly. Yeah, because they're so, dependent on, on so PlayStation. Yeah, so all they can do. Throw your weight around. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. Well, yeah, that's exactly what it is. is PlayStation just, just gets to keep throwing its weight around. So yeah. Which, which they're only doing because they're at the top. Yep. Because I, I remember it was the case that in the previous generation yeah. during the Xbox 360 PlayStation, awesome PlayStation 3 days. Yeah. All you heard about from developers was how how sort of uh, accommodating mm-hmm. PlayStation was to all the things that different developers wanted to do, and and even at that time, Sony was advocating for crossplay, mm-hmm. and Microsoft said no. Yeah. Oh, right. have the time yeah, because the like it's, because whichever company's at the top is like, oh, it's me now. I'm in charge. They just, like, throw, <laughs> they just start throwing their weight around. I think second place is actually a good place to be. Yeah, it is. But I think it's 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 an important lesson though that when these companies are doing it, if you're if you're a PlayStation fan person or an Xbox fan person, just remember, these people don't give a fuck about you. They will, they will, <laughs> they will flip on you the moment they're at the top. Yeah, so, they're not doing this <laughs> Whatever you. you think is their, like, a, a super ethical business practice that you're really behind, they're only doing it because mean. they know that that will get you in their camp. Yep. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. ugh, very frustrating. Ridiculous. All right, otherwise, let's talk about life. Yeah, what we got? Let's talk about the world. Mm-hmm. The world. Habits. Yeah. 
What about him? What, what did you do, Sam? All right, so here's, what have you done? Here's what I did. <laughs> Except on Friday. So we had a phenomenal day on Friday. So we do our, our three-day weekends, which all of us continue to work, but it's not like a structured capacity, right? Just kind of do whatever you want. Um, it's not a weekend so much as just a not being in the office. Correct. Time. So and usually taking care of life stuff, you know, seeing friends, that sort of thing. So um, I mean, that's fan, what you're doing. That's what I'm doing. Like you, what you program all? I was hanging out with Jenny and programming. There you go. So that's yeah. Everyone and has eating scones. I haven't eaten scones recently. Macaroons. Nor macaroons. Hot usually. pot. It's just, <laughs> we, we go on binges of words. things. We're just, for a weekend, we just eat a whole bunch of something. But yeah. yeah, so I wasn't eating a whole bunch of something. Um, but I did, like I got a ton of work done on Friday. I was feeling great. You know, life has been wrangled. Everything's awesome. And it rolls around 9.30 or so. And I'm not quite tired yet. And my wife, of course, turns into a pumpkin at like 8 p.m. So she went off to bed. So... I was like, okay, I'll just, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to boot up Celeste because I haven't gotten to play Celeste yet, which is a new platform that came out. Do some market research for Levelhead. Of course. And so uh, go to boot it up. But before I do, I'm like, I'll, just, I'll watch fail videos because it's Friday. I always watch fail videos on Friday. That's, yeah. It's, it's Friday. Time. You yeah. got to get down the, on Friday. You got it, you know? And so <laughs> boot it up and uh, watch, you know, fail video. And then I realized I had missed one from, you know, a couple weeks past. I watched that one. Yeah, you got to catch up. And then, so then, this is the crucial moment. So these are each like six minutes long, right? Yeah. It's not been like 15 minutes. I'm actually tired at this point. For, so whatever reason. These like, are brain Pringles. Yeah. So whatever reason, I'm like, <laughs> get tired. And the problem is, so when I get tired, Especially when I get tired and I'm alone at night with my computer. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's when you make the most mistakes. Uh-huh. Horrible. Mistakes. So here's what happens. So, abound. So I don't even know what I clicked through next. It was like people being jerks was the next compilation I watched. Okay. And all of like, a sudden you were watching people murder each other. Well, no. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't Before get, you knew it, it was a clockwork <laughs> orange situation. I didn't get straight into into that. But um, but I stayed up until, so it was like 1030. I remember every every like four or five minutes I'd be like, all right, this is my last one. I'm going to go to bed. And then I stayed up until 1.30. Yeah, I've had those nights. So Diana comes in, and I like I have my headphones on, and I turn around, and I'm bleary-eyed because I've been watching proposal videos for the last <laughs> hour and a half. So I went the other way. Yeah, I went okay. the other way. So I was watching just like wonderful stuff. People like people giving each other adoption papers, you know, just like mm-hmm. really cute moments and stuff. It just like kind of just weeping slightly. <laughs> and so Diana comes in, and I have my headphones on. And she like tapped me. She's like, I thought you were dead. Like, what? I thought you just died in here. Cause I woke up. She's like, I've had a full REM cycle. Where are you? And she just um, hears moaning and weeping. <laughs> so, so I'm like, oh shit, thank God. You were so dead. I basically was. And, and the thing for me is I realized that, so there's an idea in psychology called uh, habit extinction. And this is a huge problem. Uh, generally speaking, when it comes to habits, which is that any bad habit that you have is never gone. So it's called extinction, which I think is a dumb word to use. Because yeah, that seems like the opposite of it what It does happens. seem like it's really high. It's like hibernation. It's probably a better way for it. Because what happens is the habit is still there. It's always still there. And if the conditions are right, it will come right it's back It's sort out of a again. dormant habit volcano. Yes. And it's full strength when it comes back. So for me, like I used to have some shitty habits involved basically like watching stupid YouTube videos or like staying up too late and or being on I'm Gurr or Red or whatever else. And they, they all are kind of bound together into like being kind of tired being nighttime, being at my computer, and then sort of starting that Pringle eating situation. Where yeah. you get one of them, and then I'm just like, I'm just gone for like then two the, and a half Then hours. the fun don't stop. Yeah. Or the horror doesn't stop in my case. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, this this happened to me, and and uh, super annoying because then on Saturday, of course, so I woke up, I woke up like eight on Saturday, eight or nine, which is when I normally wake up, and but I'm tired as fuck now. Because of like bleary eyed, was like sort of crying half. Yeah, of the night. it's hard to it's hard to recover the next day from something like that. Yeah, so I only ended up getting like a little bit of all the stuff on my. It's not much different than just like being out drinking or something. It felt the just same. Mentally, yeah, it feels it's the kind same. of fucked up. I'm kind of hungover, basically. Yeah. yeah. So I had like a YouTube hangover on Saturday, um, but the point here is that you know, something YouTube hangover. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. It's, it's something I've always had a hard time with. Is like, how do you how do you guard yourself against? Because you know, especially if you if you've done the work to sort of overcome whatever your bad habits are, you know where they are. And like when they come out. Well, yeah, so how it, I think it's especially it. difficult when they are internet based habits because you use the internet for all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Well, so the which next means day, those habits, they're just right there. Yeah. So the next like day, one I was URL like, away. I was like, oh, I just need a YouTube limiter. But then I realized like I watch probably at least an hour, if not an hour to three hours of art tutorial videos now on YouTube a week. Uh, I listen to music through YouTube because I have YouTube read. So yeah, this, I this is the thing that I've been always wondering about is that YouTube is sort of. You, you know, people always joke about, like, oh, you can learn anything on YouTube. It's like, you can, but will do you? you? Yeah. Do people <laughs> yeah. learn anything on YouTube? 
Do they? I have. Well, I have, but it's it's a risky thing, especially if it's if it's evening and I'm like, oh, I just want to maybe I'll do like another face tutorial or something, try to figure out how to draw a face. It's very easy to be like, no, because they have your suggested thing. Your suggested mm-hmm. thing is never the thing you're looking at. It's the thing you've looked at previously, right? Because YouTube, because YouTube is ad driven, mm-hmm. and their metrics are their metric is engagement, which is how long you're stuck there. Yeah, yeah. But here's the here's the interesting thing. Mm. So I I also have YouTube Red because I don't want to watch ads, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But it's weird to me that YouTube Red, when I'm subscribed to that, also wants me to be engaged constantly, right? That is weird. Because I'm paying a flat fee now. I'm not watching any ads. Mm-hmm. So they right. don't- So they should show you bad stuff. They, well, they should just not recommend videos to me anymore. Yeah, yeah. They, but then this is kind of like the PlayStation situation. Like if now if you're a subscriber, they have to go do all this work to undo- you know, all their UIs and stuff. Right. And I, I mean, this is something that I've looked for because it, because I've found Chrome extensions to do all kinds of stuff. Like I had the, uh, I, I used to use Facebook, not mm-hmm. a lot, but you know, more than I wanted to. And I got the newsfeed eradicator, Love that thing. which it, de- it just deletes the part of <laughs> Facebook that makes you want to look at Facebook, which, which is, is that the, feed, which is the constant drip feed of people's baby pictures uh-huh. or whatever. I have a hell, different right? strategy that, but it, that's similar since now they let you unfollow and hide people, I just unfollow and hide everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's a Facebook mechanism. It can't go away. I'm not relying on an extension. Right. Mm. But nice. interestingly, like I I mean, if I, mean, I log in three weeks, because I've got, like, I don't use Facebook at all either. And I, and I nuked my account a few years ago. So my friends list is now very small when yeah. I, after I rebuilt it. Uh, but even still, it's, it's amazing because I can get like three weeks without checking it and the feed will be the same. Yeah. Because yeah, all, all, I now, all the new content is just I hidden. now check Facebook about every eight to 10 weeks to see if I have a, a personal message, mm-hmm. which is usually very old. And that's, <laughs> that's the whole thing. And, and, the, and the reason that I was able to get out of it is just because of the newsfeed eradicator. Right. And the thing I always notice about YouTube is that it has that, that fucking recommend, that autoplay next thing, which Netflix also does, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, as well as the recommended videos thing on the side, which are algorithmically driven based on the things that you compulsively click on. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, I want to be able as a, destroy as it. a YouTube red subscriber, I want to be able to say, don't autoplay things and don't recommend me videos. Yeah. Just show me exactly my search results. Mm-hmm. Like what I manually searched for. That's it. Right? It's an interesting thing. I think with, you know, I'm curious where this will design wise, where this will go in the next couple of years, because through the nature of funding through the internet, it's changing a bunch where the ad companies are kind of, Things are getting a little dicey because of all the ad block stuff going on mm-hmm. in terms of how people pay for content. Um, and I'm curious if there's going to be a, a suite of settings that start coming out that are essentially like attention related where it's like, okay, you know, you want to use this service, you get to dictate how the service uses you in some ways as opposed to just. No, I don't think they nope. want that. I think very few people are fully aware of what this is doing to them. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, companies, what was the term? Companies don't want you to consume their content. They want their content to consume you, mm-hmm. right? Well, they, and the they, fact they, is, they even, to be the case that you that you wait for the next season of Blah to come out on net. Like, why do you think it is that every week some new big show hits Netflix mm-hmm. that it's time to binge on? Oh, right? Apparently, they're going real hard on this too. They're going to be adding something like seven hundred shows this year. Yeah, I mean, pe- people yeah. will be utterly consumed by this. Like, it was it's been bad. Yeah, but, but, but it's this only is, gonna get this worse. isn't a this isn't a Netflix phenomenon. This is an internet phenomenon. This was true just when all we had was TV. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it is still the case that when people aren't on the internet, they're watching TV instead. Right. Yeah. So so Or they're just watching TV on the internet. Or on the internet. <laughs> right? And I think the the thing that kind of drove people off of TV into the internet was that there are some options without ads where you yep. can kind of but I think it was I think it was way less that. I mean that's what it was for me. I think it was way less that for most people than it was the on demand nature of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and people seem to be completely, I mean, I still know like whenever I'm at the gym because they have TVs playing everywhere, oh it's all just like normal. I wish TV they just stuff. had one treadmill pointing away from the TV. <laughs> just all the rest. <laughs> just one Please. of them. Uh, or a doctor's office where they're playing like HGTV or something, yep. you know? Uh, like I'd forgotten just how, how ad saturated that shit is. And it's hard to watch. It's crazy. Yeah. It is so crazy. And I know, I know that a huge, huge number of people, a huge fraction of people, just spend most of their time watching that stuff. And, and they're sort of just unaware of how much of their life is being consumed by, by people ads. selling them ads. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. I mean, a big part of my goal for this year in particular was to be, be less of a consumer of, of p- other people's content and more of a creator of that content. 
Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to like get that balance a little bit better. So yeah, I felt pretty horrible about myself after Saturday morning. <laughs> I woke up and I was like, fuck. Cause it, it nuked. It wasn't even just the time you said just that night. Right. And you didn't it's even place the list. The next day. Well, I did it on Sunday. I managed to get it. But you didn't do well, it. So I mean, because Celeste would have been a good use of your time. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I had a, I had an, a similar experience, not with uh, YouTube stuff, but over the weekend I was, I was playing a uh, world of Warcraft mm-hmm. and I noticed something kind of interesting mm. just sort of in the aggregate. So I, I've, I reactivated my subscription about three months ago. And so I just did a three month subscription on my subscription. So it's up in just a few days or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and I noticed that so much of what I was doing in that game was completely unrewarding, non-challenging, menial tasks sure. that gave a very small amount of progress towards some reward, mm-hmm. right? Like a grind, basically. Right. Um, and what I, I mean, I realized what I was really logging in for was the social aspect of like being able to do fun stuff with people. But people are so busy doing chores in that game <laughs> that it's hard to get them to come do Sounds like fun and challenging go stuff. Go play Fortnite. Well, so on, yeah. just hop right into the action there. Yeah. But I can't play with <laughs> PlayStation users. But, you know. Well, you can because uh, you're not playing off of an Xbox. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was, I was thinking about that and I was kind of reflecting on my past few months and how hmm. I don't think I've been as sort of in command of my life over the past few months as I otherwise would have been. And I was thinking about this, this problem of games that do this in particular, that have this really, this sort of demand for constant engagement. Mm-hmm. They can't overstress you as a player, right? They can't, they can't demand you be like really intensely playing all the time. And so what they do is they tend to sort of drip feed these really mundane piles of tasks to mm-hmm. you, which uh, is really convenient in the sense that you never have to think about what you're going to do next because you just got this pre-built stuff to do. You get this pre-built laundry list of just infinite things to do. And as soon as you clear out three things, boom, three more mm-hmm. appear and everything you do makes progress towards something, mm-hmm. right? And I think there's a, there's a, whatever you spend a lot of time doing with your brain, your brain tends to start to think of things in that way or view right. things in that way or get good at things in that way, right? And so- like if you watch a lot of TV, because of the constant bouncing around between ads, it becomes harder to just focus on stuff, right? Um, and I think similarly, if you expose yourself to something a lot that is just constantly drip feeding tasks to you, then the act of managing your own tasks becomes a huge pain in the ass, mm. right? As in like generating that task Generating list, your own task list. Prioritizing it. Deciding your own rewards. Right. You know. Because it's so much easier to just log into a thing mm-hmm. where you have a pre-built list of tasks that seem like they're working towards something that's meaningful. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was thinking about that and, I, and thinking about sort of things that I've let slide over mm-hmm. the past few months uh, that I were not difficult things to do, but that I just didn't want to go through the steps of Figuring planning them yeah. and organizing <laughs> yeah. them. And I was yeah. it's kind of like Adam's poking the fan situation from last mm-hmm. week, you know. Yeah. But I, I think, I think it is something to think about, which is whatever it is that you engage with a lot, you do need to be kind of thinking about what is this doing to me? Mm-hmm. Like is because everything you do kind of changes the way that you approach everything else. Right. And the more time you spend on any one specific thing, the more it changes you. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's an interesting uh, mm-hmm. thing to, to well, I, guess what, I mean, are you, so is your habit going forward? You just, you nuke in the wow subscription. You just kind of trying to get back to basics and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for a while. It sounds like what you should do is play some sort of sim, you know, something where you have to define your, your yeah. tasks. Yeah, well, I, and I think I think that's actually, that, that actually kind of brought me to, I did a bunch of journaling on this because, of course, we make video games. Yeah. And I'm always, and I'm always thinking about the ethics behind things mm-hmm. um, because video games, like all things, can be abused mm-hmm. by people. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think as designers, you do need to consider... If I make my game built around like drip feeding one minute tasks, so think about the Diablo three quest sure. system, right? Where in back in Diablo two in the early two thousands, they just you had like six quests, and each quest was it would take about an hour or so, and it was a pretty open ended sort of large thing that you had to yeah, undertake, it was just like defeat the boss, yeah, or whatever, like yeah. kill Bale or whatever. Right. So that, that was your thing. So now you dive into a dungeon for an hour trying to figure out where yeah, you're trying to fuck is yeah, bam. You're trying to find you're like him. kicking down every door, bail. Yeah, you got to think about <laughs> it. Like, oh, he's, he's, no, he's not here. 
Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's in the next over. room. Please leave me alone. And you're like, sorry, I need, <laughs> I need to murder you. You might have loot. I I will be killing you. Um, <laughs> Who's the villain? But, really? Yeah. So that's wow. how that's how Diablo two worked. But then Diablo three, they never give you a big quest. They just give you an infinite series of yeah, three to five minute things. Yeah, just under five minute things that none of which are are hard. Mm-hmm. None of which. And right. this is something that that uh, we noticed when we, we jumped in to play Diablo three on hardcore mode. Yeah, we made hardcore barbarians using the season pass that are like so hardcore mode means if your character dies, you're permanently dead. dead. And at no point, even when we we set the difficulty to max, at mm-hmm. no point did we feel threatened by literally anything in this yeah. game. Yep. And but so, we are two barbarian ladies. That's what I true. Mean, what's threatening? I mean, you what know? are you gonna do? Who's gonna, gonna fight? You can't stop that. Ain't nobody coming. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so so I mean, there's this there's this way of designing games, and you know we talk about it with loot boxes and everything mm-hmm. else. There's this way of designing games that really kind of preys on the just the dopamine drip. Yeah, right. Well, I think yeah, I mean, I think there's there's basically there's a couple different avenues for people to explore when it comes to what you know what part of a psyche you're trying to like poke at and get to to react to you. And actually, so I played Celeste on Sunday night, mm-hmm. a really fun platformer, and I noticed one really interesting thing about it, which is that the the respawn time is super fast. So it's, Yep. plays similar to Meat Boy or Level Head where the levels are very small and then you just die a lot sometimes. But they occasionally do this thing where there'll just be a huge difficulty spike. So most of the game is pretty well laid out and then you'll have this level that just like in the middle of you having like an easy time in the last couple, maybe you died once in the last couple uh, runs, you come on this level and you die like 40, 50 times. I mean, I'm talking like a 50 plus X sort of change in, in how difficult it is. But the thing is, and, and you could look at that as a designer, depending on your depending on your mode, and you could say that's bad, right? Because you're you're losing out on this like three to five minute sort of drip feed thing. But I loved it actually as a, as a player, right? Because I I was sort of I was able to use the skills and sort of go along, and then suddenly just be just get this in this position where I was I'm just like what like how the f- like what yeah <laughs> how do you, I need, do you this? need to be kind of shaken out of the stupor yes. sometimes it's, it's, it's like it's like diana waking me up at 1 30 in the morning being like you're you on dead? youtube are you <laughs> dead um and i think it's it's actually nice and so what i noticed from that what they do a really good job of is this idea of like rhythm and cadence with their design so uh, a game where you you only have those drip fed tasks i think tends to kind of feel you feel kind of zombified afterwards like we've all played yeah. it before like the clicker you know like a clicker is the best example there's not any rhythm to that it's yeah. just the same thing repeatedly um but when it comes to a game that sort of changes it up where maybe there's a boss fight here and there there's uh these difficulty spikes that suddenly happen sometimes it sort of shakes you out of the the reverie a little bit which i actually think is really good like it feels much better after having played it than i think if it was just a constant kind yeah of thing. And, and i think that's the way to think about it is you know to instead seek out games that encourage problem solving and mm-hmm. thinking and skill and right. have actual challenges in them as opposed to games that are more of a I mean, it is the case that, you know, Diablo 3 is very much like Cookie Clicker, you know? And like, it is. Same thing with World of Warcraft. It's, it. Yeah, it's, it's, you just do, you just, you go out into this amazing, beautiful world and then you just like click a button and now you get points, right? And that's basically the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very sort of uh, dumbed down mm-hmm. for that. So it's just something to think about. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get on to some questions. Uh, these questions come from our listeners over at podcast.bscotch.net. So if you'd like to get a question on a future episode, get over there, put your question in the text box. Here we go. First question. <laughs> Sly Fox Glove says, so I've taken a, an interest in reading more. In past podcasts, Sam gloats. I gloat? <laughs> about being able. Everybody does always say you're a gloater. About mm, being fuck. able to. <laughs> Everybody being this guy <laughs> or gal. Uh, Sam gloats about being able to download written language through his vision squishes at incredible speeds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That took yep. me a second to get what they were going, but I got Do you it. have any tips on reading faster? Is it similar to learning to type faster? Yes. You just learn how to do it. Uh, there's a book called Breakthrough. <laughs> yes, you just, just there's fucking a, learn just it. There's a book called Breakthrough Rapid Reading. That's the one I used. And you just do the exercises. What this means is that you're going to be reading the same pages over and over again because you take whatever book you're reading and then you basically do the exercises from the book on that book. So you, you know, have a passage, maybe three pages, you read it and then you read it again, but you time yourself and you start like winnowing down. So you go from maybe three pages in three minutes to all three pages. You have to read them in one minute. And it's simply the act of like moving your damn eyes and keeping your eyes focused because your eyes always try to uh, basically come backward they try to backtrack quite a bit so stupid eyes stupid eyes so it's really about learning it is a, a training thing so i did it for i think i only did it for like two weeks 
and I like doubled my reading speed. So, yeah. and that was like 30 minutes a day. But you, yeah, you have to treat it like sport. Yeah, it is like you know, sport. You, you can't just go, I read. Mm-hmm. Over time, I will just read faster. Because yeah, you won't, because you're just always doing it. It's, it's literally when you're, when you're doing the practice, what you're focusing it on is reading fast, not on reading, which is the, the weird thing. So you have, to, it's a, you have to learn the techniques for doing it. And then I used a spreadsheet just to track my progress. And once I hit like, I think it hit 1600 words per minute or something like that. And I was like, that's good enough. I'll take it. And then now I think, you know, after years of not practicing, I'm probably at somewhere between six and 800. So still fast, yeah. but definitely not where so you got to hit that high water mark and then let the tide yeah, recede a little know, bit. Whatever. It's good. They stick with you for a while. Yeah. But it is that that training is incompatible with laying in bed with a Kindle, which I know from experience because yeah, that, sure. that was how I tried to do it. Yeah, you used I, to was, sit, <laughs> I would sit at a, at a desk or at your dining room table, a hard chair that hurts your ass, a real, a, a real physical book, a physical book, get a timer on like maybe on your phone um, and then you can have your laptop or tablet or whatever off to the side so you can enter in your, you know, track your progress. Yeah, yeah you, you got it. You no got to do it. It's real work like anything. But that that said, there are some little things you can do. If you just read about what the practice is yeah. and, and what, because it's mostly about what your eyes are doing. And after that, it's, then it's practice, right? Uh, and so even even if you just kind of read up on that stuff and just, just understand what the point is, because it's all about how your eyes are moving. Because uh, I did that, my my reading speed is easily twice as fast as it was just from you just used your learning damn how to do it. This is the thing; like, yeah. everyone makes fun of people who use their fingers to read because they're like, "Oh, you're in kindergarten. You read at least thirty percent faster just by using your finger." Yeah, actually, eyes, though, from backtracking. Yeah. Actually, though, when I use my finger, it slows me down because I keep accidentally turning the page on my Kindle. That's that's <laughs> that, this is why I don't it's read. Incompatible with Kindle. Yeah, that's why I don't necessarily <laughs> read on Kindle. Only yeah. if I need to bring like three books on a plane or something. I, I still Kindle. prefer reading on a Kindle, but it is. It does slow down my reading. Definitely. Yeah, this is the problem with these fucking touch screens. Why does mm-hmm. everything have to just respond to the slightest? I was just—it's kind of a freeze. bummer because I got—I got my new Kindle when I lost my last one. Actually, it was GDC last year when I lost my last one. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and I—it's you know it was, it was the newer model. I was pumped about because it, it has a sort of haptic feedback buttons on the sides, you know. And I was like, fuck yeah! Enough. But there's no way just to turn off the internal page turn, right? So, uh, so it just do- still has both. And so I still don't even have the option of just using my finger to. But it's to, it's it even has multiple inputs, so you yeah. can swipe, you can just graze the edge, you yep. can you can gaze upon it longingly. But yeah, I do yep. think you know we talked about, page. but you can't have it not turn the page. Yeah, we've talked about a few of those core skills that that if you want to just sort of increase the speed at which you can get better in life. Period. Learning how to type really fast, learning how to read really fast, are two of the sort of core things nowadays that. If you can do both of those, then your ability to absorb knowledge or just to, you know, plow through maybe tutorials or articles or whatever else just goes way up. You got way more time to watch fail videos. Yeah. That's the reason I'm able to do that, you know? (laughs) And your ability to use a computer effectively. Yeah. You know, like just, you only need a few keyboard hotkeys. That's all you need. Don't be opening new tabs with the plus button. Yeah. Yeah. When I see somebody right click something and click copy (laughs) and then right click (laughs) somewhere else and click paste. Gives you a little heart attack. It's, mm-hmm. it's just a fucking it's nightmare. It's yeah, a for me, it's, waking nightmare. For me, anytime somebody uses shortcuts on their desktop or the taskbar instead of just hitting, this is for Windows, but for hitting, instead of just hitting Windows and typing, because you can just hit Windows and type the, the name of the thing and hit enter, and there you go. It's long. There's yep. things you don't even, I didn't even know that. I know. I made fun of me last week for it. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> I know Sam, Sam's the, the hotkey sort of, you know. <laughs> in a very specific context. But in, yeah, exactly, that one context. <laughs> just an Inkscape. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but if you see somebody, ass. if you see somebody using a computer and they have no hands on the keyboard at all, you're like that person doesn't know how to use a computer. Yeah, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't bought a keyboard. I bought a Think, a ThinkPad, a standalone keyboard with a little nubbin in the middle, so that I don't have to take my hand off to use the mouse. So that way, my hand, my fingers are always there. Mm-hmm. You can use hotkeys for most things, and when I can't, then I just move my index finger over like a quarter of an inch, and then I go. Can I you click my, with that nub? There's a, there's little thumb clickies on the bottom of the. Of but the you keyboard. know, I mean, you know. I find this kind of interesting hmm. how, especially nowadays, computers are everyone's tool. Yes. Yeah. I mean, to do your job, no matter what your job is, you're a farmer. I don't care. You're using computers all fucking Correct. day. So if all you do is read Reddit and watch YouTube, still use computers, you're using all, computers day. all day. Right. Yeah. And uh, so no matter, no matter what aspect your job takes, you still at some point need to get on a computer and do stuff with it yep. to manage things and whatever. And, People 
People just don't seem to think that it's important to learn how to master this one universal multi-tool. Well, no, I, th- I think what it is, you, you get up to a level of proficiency and then you're like, I'm good. You're like, the same I, thing with the, re- with the reading, right? Yeah. I got up to a certain point. I'm like, I'm good. I could go further. I am able to send emails. Yes. I can can send a 200-word email after three hours Mm -hmm. of hunting and pecking with individual index fingers on my, I'm good. Yeah. I am good, Mm -hmm. you know? You get some Mario Teaches Typing up in that business. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we grew up on Mario Teaches Typing. That shit was dope. Now we all type 115 words per minute, so. (laughs) Happy Mario Day. Yeah. Happy Mario Day. All right, next question comes from Peanut Enut. Who says, hello, wonderful people. I am a huge fan of your games plus the podcast. But I stopped playing Crashlands after hearing there was to be a huge content overhaul. How do you feel about creating mixed incentives? I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. I think you should take a break. Seems fine, yeah. You know? Take a break. We got an email last week from some company talking about... So this, this is what happens leading up to GDC, by the way, is... Oh, my God. GDC sells your contact info to everybody. And, and then, then every fucking company is like, hey, we know how to solve engagement, user acquisition, mm-hmm. monetize your users, derp doo My favorite thing is one of them sent us an email and they were like, here's the problems you have and here's how we solve them. We're like, those aren't our problems. We don't have yeah, those problems. Go the fuck away. Get out of here. <laughs> so so one of the things that we hear about a lot this time of year is user engagement. Mm-hmm. And which, retention. Which is the exact thing that we we're just talking about with YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. Where they're like, they want you to be engaged. In other words, they want you to be constantly They want to have using, a ring. They want you to be married to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Boom. They want you to be constantly using their product. And I, res- I actually responded to one of these emails and I was just like, hey, we don't play the engagement game because we sell our games to our players and then we literally don't care what they do with them <laughs> after that. It's their game now, and we just don't give a shit. Yep. Have fun. The person was like, oh, okay, well. What a refreshing <laughs> Have outlook. a good day. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, I mean, with this update in particular, if, yeah, I would say definitely if you're, you know, if you're playing the game right now, definitely take a little break. Take because, a break. Because we've got some cool stuff coming. So, I didn't, yeah. we talk about this, actually, there's there's a bunch of games in early access right now, one called Deep Rock Galactic, yeah. which we all really want to play. Take a break. Go play some Deep Rock Galactic. No, but here's no the thing. don't play it. Oh, don't, don't play it. it. <laughs> because it's in early access. Take a break from everything. And the thing is, you can only experience something once, yeah, right? That's so, right. the saddest thing about, about game dev is that you'll work, I mean, Crashland's a good example of this, work for two years on the damn thing, and none of us got to experience it as a first-time player. Just nothing. Levelhead's gonna be the same way. It's always the same damn thing. Yeah. And I got to well, I was playing Celeste yesterday, and they do a bunch of really good jobs with with cutscenes and all sort of fun effects and things. And I was like, this is really, it's really fun to experience this. And I know the second mm-hmm. time I'd be like mashing the B button. Yeah, you're not gonna I, give a fuck. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, same deal with uh, what was it Super Smash Brothers when they had all the cinematics. So I think it was, yes. which one was it? I remember they're so amazing four or something. But yeah, the cinematics between those things were fucking spectacular. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching that thing, and I and I actually continued playing it because I wanted the next cinematic mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know? And, uh, but yeah, then I, then I continued playing. And every time I saw him after that, I was like, this is pretty good. It gets I out guess. Of yeah. Yeah. I wish I could unlearn everything about orbital mechanics so that I yeah. could play Kerbal Space Program. Yeah. <laughs> Cause Absolutely. it was so fucking fun trying to figure out just like, how do you steer the rocket? How do you get to space? Yeah. And mm-hmm. now I can do that shit with my eyes closed. I have done it actually with my eyes. <laughs> I told you guys. Yeah, and there—I mean, there are a few. There are a few games that I've that I, I consider that to have ruined for myself. So, yep. like Slime Rancher is one of them because Slime Rancher was out in early access oh, quite a while ago. Yet. Yeah, and my my wife and I played it over a week, and we actually thought it was multiplayer because we remembered playing together. But we were—it's a single player game that we're just playing <laughs> at the same time. But we had like we had a great time. We spent a day, you know, gaming and like yeah. sharing what we were doing. So it was effectively multiplayer. Uh, but we had a blast, but it was, it was, it was like six hours worth of game at that time. And, uh, and I don't even know what it's, it's launched now, I think. Yeah. It's uh, full, full and I, and I assume they've added all kinds of content. I have no idea, but because I already played that first six hours, yeah. you know, and like, you don't want to play through the yeah, whole the, six hours again. Yeah. The, the, yeah. None of it, cause all of it was new at that time. It was like really mm-hmm. fun and interesting. And I wanted to find out what the next thing was, but now it would be chores basically to figure out what, to get to the point that I left off right. and then start experiencing new content. And so I was thinking back on that when, when one of you guys was like, oh, we should play this Deep Rock Galactic. Deep Rock Galactic. It looks rad. Because it looks really cool and I really want to play it. But then I was like, no, I got to I gotta maintain. Because every time I decide to go against my policy of no early access, you I regret it. Yes. There's never been a time <laughs> that I have not regretted it. So I'm going to maintain that stance. It's a good one. Yeah. That is yeah, a good so one. So I'd say if, if you're in the middle of playing it, just take a little break, you know, because we have some really cool stuff. 
coming. Including, by the way, axes now cause berserking. Instead yes, of getting the extra we kill. were removing crit from axes, mm-hmm. and instead you just go fucking crazy when you so, have an axe. So now you can choose. <laughs> you can choose to you know use a sword and make people bleed. Use an axe and get berserking for yourself, or use a hammer and stun people. And then there's a combo system that builds off of those three things, which is super fucking cool. Yes. So this is the whole thing. Like uh, I went through and I and I was just playing through the sandbox modes to test the story stuff we built. And with the new combo system, I spent I spent a good couple minutes basically outfitting. Flux with a particular way of murdering things, different trinkets, different gadgets that all sort of work together. So I think at one point I could bleed an enemy, and then as soon as they were bleeding, then I could unleash just a torrent of hell upon them that caused all of these combo effects that built off each other. So they were bleeding, they were poisoned. I think they were on fire, and, yeah. <laughs> and it was amazing. It was yeah, we're fun. yeah. It's uh, I'm pretty excited about this combo yeah. system. It's gonna be good. It's so, uh, take away, take away. Well, and this, I think this is an interesting point too because one of the comments we always get about Crash Hands is people people go, "Well, it's a little too grindy for me." Yeah. And I think part of that just comes down to when you fight enemies and stuff. It all comes down to kind of the same. Yeah. You just go up and just kind of hit them a few times, maybe use a gadget and you're done. With the combo system in there, it really spices up the combat a lot. Can enemies do combos on you? No. No. Okay. No, very good. Because that yeah. would also spice yeah, up we, the we had, had the, we had had the debate about whether building combos passively into things. So like, oh, once you're frozen, then if you get caught on fire, then you explode or something like mm-hmm. that. But uh, it was way more interesting to actually put combos on specific active gadgets and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, with the the blowpipe, the mm-hmm. little, one of the first gadgets you can make, it throws a little poison dart. Uh, the damage of that gets amplified if you hit a bleeding target, right? Mm-hmm. So, it, so it's kind of specific to that mm-hmm. gadget. So then what you want to do then is get the right weapon that has the effects you sword. want. Even though then, since like, someone's bleeding now, the poison has to swim upstream like a salmon. Mm-hmm. Well, but there's open, <laughs> there's open wounds now for to get in oh, there. Oh, I see. So get it's basically in. getting past the skin barrier. Yeah, and poison, as yeah. we know, always swims upstream anyways. Yeah. It does. It is, it is the salmon of chemicals, what? I think. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, so what doesn't compound with bleeding to make it more effective lightning because but, once but it seems like you just crawl up your blood and go in you better. You well, know? no, no. Cause the thing is because <laughs> lightning, because lightning needs more blood to kind of go through. As oh, a conductor. True. When, yeah, you're, yeah. when you're running out of it, then lightning is like, I can't, you're too dry. I'm just too dry. You know, I was wondering the other day, by the other day, I mean yesterday when I was showering, could you have a cardiovascular system that actually like you were just like a shell and then your heart was actually like a, a blood sprinkler. Okay. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and it just it just <laughs> shot blood like crazy into the shell of your body. It would, so where, how would it come back? And then it, and then it somehow like you got pumps in your feet, pump it back up. So you've got like two tubes going down to so your you feet. Have, yeah. You have foot hearts and a, and then a, a chest sprinkler. Yeah. So yes. that would work as long as you're always standing upright. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. You could, <laughs> <think about that. laughs> but it could be because if you're just a shell anyway, it could be that you have hearts that are actually little creatures that just go wherever gravity is strongest, you know, oh, yeah. right? So they just walk around inside of you. And then you have a condition where like you know, they get stuck, get stuck in your knee, you get yeah. your heart, your heart beast gets stuck in your knee and then you get, you die. Your left arm dies for a little while because yeah. you can't spray blood into it. Or a heart or attack where the out. thing actually attacks you from the inside. Or it would be, ni- it would be nice yeah. if your limbs didn't die from blood loss if they just took a break, you know? It would be. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, there's no blood going to my arm. I'll just turn that off for a bit and then we'll get it. We'll pick it back up mm-hmm. later. Yeah. And the other thing, if your body was a shell, mm-hmm. a hollow shell that your heart was just shooting blood into, <laughs> you would. I was just thinking about it. You would like, kind of get good coverage, you know? But you would always kind of sound like it was raining. Yeah, but you'd but be like, like a rain stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could hear the blood yeah. kind of splooshing again. It'd just be a nice, it'd just be a nice, or maybe, no, you noise. would probably sound like a dishwasher. I think you'd you sound know? like, I think you'd sound like yeah. being inside a house during a rainstorm. That's what I'm saying. You would hear the pitter patter yeah, of blood just sprinkling against I your think it'd be awesome. chest shell. Yeah. That's fucking weird. That was, anyways, you'd you'd have to be pretty day. spherical for that whole thing to work, <laughs> you know? It probably happened somewhere. Yeah. All right, let's hit one more question for the day, and then we'll call it a night. <laughs> okay. All right, last question comes from Angry Muffin. As humans in the 21st century, he did spell that correctly. He put two A's in there. So, <laughs> as humans in the 21st century, we use keyboards all the time, and it physically pains to write by hand. That's true. Why does it hurt so much? Did it hurt? <laughs> did it hurt? <laughs> 
great question. Did it hurt that much to write the Declaration of Independence by hand, or were people's hand meats more resistant to pain back then because they hadn't been massaged by keyboards I think yet. you could get away with writing slowly back in the day. But because of how fast you can type, then when you go sit down to write... You're rushing. You're you, rushing. It feels ah. so fucking slow that you're just trying to power through and get some letters out. And yeah, so, people really wanted to take their time because there were only eight pieces of paper. Yeah. And they were and like, like and one bottle of ink yeah, and you need like, a fucking gotta, feather to do it. And if you wanted more paper, you got to go, you got to go across town. You got to ride your horse mm-hmm. yep. across town with an axe. You can cut down a tree. You got <laughs> to build your, your own, tie the tree. Yeah, so you better take your time. Yeah. You know, but one thing, a big point. It was really just procrastination. Like all the, all the good handwriting back in the day was just they procrastinating were just around. from having to make paper. <laughs> well, here's what I think. I think actually good handwriting is probably closely coupled with efficient hand usage during writing. Think about it. It's like is cursive, it? loopy as fuck. Everything's connected. You know why? Completely it's efficient. Un- completely unreadable. Completely unreadable, <laughs> but extremely efficient. So I think yeah. that's the thing. It's like when you, so I write, I basically write in, I write in all caps a lot for yeah. whatever reason. I do whenever somebody needs to be able to read what I've written. Yes. So maybe that's why. But <laughs> even, even if I write in lowercase, uh, it is very much a pain. But I think it's because all my letters, I mean, they're all, they're not connected Here's They're the thing. kind of doing their own dance. I you know? I relearned cursive so that I could because I had the same idea. I was like, okay, this must be efficient. Must be more efficient, you know. And uh, and I had a buddy who for a while we were exchanging letters just for shits and giggles because we were like, let's let's try that. Let's just see what that weird old practice was like, mm-hmm. you know. That sounds fun. And so pen pals. So so we were so we were doing this, and every I, I don't know. I probably wrote over a few months. I wrote something like eight letters, something mm-hmm. like that. Each one a few pages, all in cursive, and it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Every time, but wait, wait, it never wait, got I thought better. you were going to reveal no, no, no. some kind of question. No, were you horrible. practicing between those things? Because yeah, if you're going to write one letter, every yeah, two I, mean, weeks. I was. I was still like, anytime I write my notebook and stuff, I'd be writing in cursive too, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but uh, but it it wasn't. It did not feel faster. Interesting. Did your hand hurt less? Because that's it kind hurt of a lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just are we just doing it wrong? Maybe there's something to feathers. You know. Maybe we got to go back. <laughs> there's something to that. Nothing. I I honestly think it has to do with speed, you know, because I, I if you're gonna write these like beautiful, like big cursive, really legible kinds of size, things, you know, also a thing too. size also yeah. has an impact. And if your focus is on just producing quality work, so that your your hand is comfortable, you try to try to keep everything nice and smooth, you know, mm-hmm. you're really focused on the writing. Then I think it could be a very pleasant kind of experience. But if you're trying to like get ideas out, well, I, I think that's I think you're right though, because we're so accustomed to being able to get words out as fast as we can think. Yeah. And when you're on when you're it's writing by hand the whole time, yeah, the whole time you're just like I got to get these out, I got to go faster. I'll yeah. give you a different one from from the art side of things. So if you're writing with your, you want to be writing not with your fingers. Which is what most people do. But with your mind. (laughs) With your mind. Fuck you. (laughs) But with your, either your wrist or your elbow. Because the further up you go in terms of which joint is controlling your Have you your tried your shoulder? I was going to say, you should use your shoulder. The, like, the reason <laughs> you tried your hand pelvis. <laughs> oh, yeah, you you want, got to write from the hip. It's like <laughs> I'm sure you could, but the, I'm sure it would feel amazing. <laughs> it probably does feel amazing. <laughs> but here's the thing. I think if you, if you write, the reason your hand hurts is because your hand is flexing because you're holding the pen and you're carving, you're carving with your fingers essentially into the piece of paper. But if you're writing from, if you lock your wrist say and then just hold the pencil and don't do any finger movements hold the pencil and then try writing more with your elbow this <laughs> sounds insane mm-hmm. it will not hurt as much as Let's, much though as much <laughs> i can't instead you'll just have it you'll get tennis elbow what if i just for, typed it you know what i mean nah if i just typed the thing <laughs> then then it has the added bonus of being legible so Which speaking of good. speaking of illegible <laughs> things mm. so most forms that you fill out to sign up for things can be done online if you're making an account or whatever. Right. But for some reason, some companies like say, I don't know, life insurance companies, mm. hypothetically, <laughs> they do a lot of forms by also hand rich companies, yep. mortgage companies, banks, basically anything where records are real fucking important. Mm-hmm. They require you to write it by hand. Yep. So the other day, my wife and I, so we we have life insurance. It's a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Get yourself some life insurance. It's pretty cheap when you're young, too. Yeah. It's a good, good payout. Mm-hmm. So, But don't go murdering each other. <laughs> they'll figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so we got our life insurance, and they sent us back the information. They're like, hey, everything's all set up. Everything's ready to go. 
And each of us has a separate policy on each other. And each of us had our own name written correctly on our own policy. And then the beneficiary was complete fucking gibberish. So, mm. so my name on her policy, they only got two letters correct. You didn't have a four-letter name. I mean, out of my whole name. <laughs> like, like my whole ten-letter name. They got two letters correct. And then the same fucking thing. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> did, it, did it come up? Was it still a name or was it just random letters? It was, was it just like random surf? fucking letters. I don't know how it happened. And so then I called them and I'm like, this is, this is pretty wrong. And so they're like, okay, no problem. We'll send you an, we'll send you an electronic form and you can just type it in. And then I'm like, <laughs> why the fuck didn't we do this? <laughs> but yeah, the, the idea that you'd have a company where, where you have to manage this quantity of information and you're doing it not only on paper, which is insane, but then demanding that people write it in by hand to begin with. Because you got to type it. In too. Thing is, like, the error was, risk is huge. And man. probably what it was, was that each of us had to write our own name first on the policy, then write the beneficiary. By the time we get to the beneficiary, your hand hurts so your bad. Your hand is fucking cramping up. <laughs> you're sweating. You got to have some Gatorade. So you, you probably know? just literally wrote random letters. I probably just- You're like, get me out of here. I probably just threw some random letters on there and mm-hmm. called it a day. And assumed that they would figure out that since you were taking it out for each other, that they could just Look reference the other, the other document. Yeah. But you, you would think. Yeah. So, But they didn't. They didn't think about it. <laughs> Writing by hand, it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Just type. All right. That's all the time we have for this week. We'd like to thank our producer, Fat Bard, for making us sound good. Thanks to our community moderators who keep our Discord and forums running and keep all the riffraff out of there. Mm-hmm. God, there's so much riffraff. That's true. There is a fair bit of it, turns out. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to get more involved in the Butterscotch community, you can hop into our Discord server at discord.gg slash bscotch and come say hello, unless you riffraff, in which case, don't. Yeah. And if you've never heard of don't. Discord, because uh, I realized after we've been doing this for a while, I was like, maybe people don't even know what that is. It's a it's a cool chat client. It's like it's being cool on MSN Messenger back in the day. Yeah. Except with a bunch of people who like video games. Yeah, which is much better. Much yeah. better. So, so if, you, if you're not using Discord, we use it for everything. Join it. They're not paying us any money yet. Someday. But you should still go join we're, it. It's we're amazing. paying them. That's money, true, actually. We're exactly. paying them money. Yeah. I'm okay with it, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're good people. Uh, also, if you'd like to adorn your body with butterscotch merch, you can check out our shop over at shop.bscotch.net. We have t shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, posters. Mm-hmm. You name it. There's a good chance we don't have it because all we have is t shirts, mugs, stickers, and posters. Mm-hmm. Yep. But if you want one of those things, <laughs> Go ahead and get it. Go ahead and get it. Um, also, we have a mailbox, so if you'd like to send us a, a nice package, like something like maybe an M&M, something like that, mm-hmm. you can find that over at mailbox.bscotch.net. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.